Hello, Dragon Tamers, and welcome back to another episode of Enter the Dragonair's Den. As always, I am Taco Dog, joined by the legendary professor, Jet Force Gemini. Are you less nervous for the rest of the intro today? No. I'm just <laughs> just going to be as nervous as possible. <laughs> should, I, should I distract you more than that? <laughs> no, it's okay. All right. If you're new around here, Welcome. We are a Pokemon Go PvP podcast that primarily focuses on the Sylph Arena factions until their last hoorah. If you're not new around here, we are joined by two very special guests. All the way from the Thunderdome, please help me welcome Captain of the Thunderdome faction and Captain of the, the Thunderducks faction. We have Big Dude and Migo. Hey guys, Hello. what's going on? Hello. They have agreed to take time out of their busy schedules, especially that they are still in the King of the Hill tournament, that's called foreshadowing, to kind of give us the ins and outs on what it takes to run multiple teams under the same banner. So hope we can get a lot of information, and I hope this episode will be as entertaining as informative. Yeah, thanks for having us. Pleasure to be on. Yep, it's going to be a good one. Alrighty, so... Of course, we got to start with the usual introductions. How did y'all's Pokemon journey begin? So, um, I, I never actually played any of the games growing up. Um, Pokemon Go was my uh, my first uh, Pokemon game, and uh, it's been fun. I started out as primarily a shiny collector, um, shiny collector, Dex fill, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, until they released Go Battle League and this little thing called Pikachu Libre. I was like, ooh, they're going to release that shiny. I better I better figure this out so I can get one. And uh, yeah, it's uh, gone quite a ways from there. <laughs> did, did you get one? I traded for one. <laughs> I haven't got one. I haven't, I haven't got one. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like that answer, though. But... Uh, yeah, legend. I don't. I don't remember now. Nine seasons in a row, something like that. Nine, ten. Uh, no dice on the shiny for me. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the honesty in saying you did trade for your shiny Libre. Yeah. If it makes you feel better, I only have one Pikachu Libre, and it's not shiny. Oh man. Yeah, I. Uh, I was actually surprised when I traded for mine. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like a break the bank type of trade traded with somebody who doesn't care about shinies so it was um four or five iv re-rolls on great league eligible legendaries and that was it so i, I got pretty lucky there i'm jealous yeah <laughs> yeah i started the games when i was a kid like in fifth grade and then i just kind of kept up with it passively and then it took a whole pandemic for me to get into pokemon go um my roommates played it and they just played passively like just you know shiny collecting and they weren't into pvp but then one of them told me about pvp and so kind of in 2020 i started it and yeah had a lot of fun well alrighty then and so i think big dude is actually the first person that we've talked about or that has been on this podcast to say that they didn't really play the main series games before they jumped into Pokemon Go. Yeah, it, I I was more of like a sports video games kind of guy growing up. Um, and one of my buddies, we used to play Madden Mobile all the time. Uh, and then as that was kind of starting to die off, Pokemon Go 
uh, was starting up, and he was like, "Hey, ride along with me. We're going to uh, going to a hot spot in uh, Kenosha." And I was like, "Sure, why not?" And I was hooked day two of the game, and been playing pretty much ever since. Alrighty then. I do got to ask, big dude, what is your favorite Pokemon so far? Sableye. I'm a Sableye guy. Purely coming from battling. Yeah, that's a, that's a double duty answer right there. Yeah, I was wondering if it was like Shadow Sableye. Or cool. I, I do love me a good Shadow Sableye line. But yeah, <laughs> I like Blaziken. Um, that was the first Pokemon I like. Because I put Ruby was like the first game I got into. Um, I think when I played Fire Red, I thought I transferred my starter by putting it in the box, and I just stopped playing Fire Red, and I didn't know I could restart the game. Yeah, that was just. And then I played Ruby, and um, I tried to like solo the Elite Four with just Blaziken, but there was like no YouTube back then, so I didn't know anything. Um, and that ended horribly, but it was still like a fun challenge. So yeah, Blaziken is probably my favorite one. All right. Well, I, I like that answer because honestly, I like that that story of you didn't know you could restart the game. Yeah, I was like, um, oh my gosh. Follow a question for you though: Do you have a Switch, and do you still keep up with the main series games, or is it just like Pokemon Go is your thing, um, and I only play Pokemon Go? So it was like that for a while, um, kind of like in during the pandemic, like in 2020, and really up to like recently. It's been Pokemon Go, and then I started, I spent, like, I was waiting for a while to, like, let the Let's Go EV prices go down, and it didn't go down, so I was like, well, I might as well buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I was like, well, Scarlet's not going to go down either. I waited how many years for Let's Go EV? Um, so I got Scarlet, and I've been trying to play that. Um, so, yeah, in May, I started playing Scarlet a lot, and that's been fun. So, alrighty, I like that. <laughs> Big dude, do you still play, or do you play any other main series games, or is it still just Pokemon Go for I, you? I bought a Switch like last September and got um, Sword and Violet. Nice. I've, I've jumped in. I haven't had the time to complete Sword yet. I want to play through Sword and then go into Violet. Um, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a busy last nine, ten months, so I haven't really had a full chance to get into it, but put some time into it. I feel that. I've also realized that it's been over six months since Scarlet came out, and to me, the time has just flown by. Yeah, that's kind of wild. <laughs> okay, so uh, actual question for the both of y'all. How did your faction's careers get started? Um, So I had just recently taken over the Thunderdome server um, as far as running tournaments and uh, being the head admin um, and I saw this new team format was coming out. Uh, I'd played I think it was Go Team Up way back in the day um, with a couple of guys and Soft Actions was coming out so I messaged them and I was like hey let's uh Let's get a full team together for this. And uh, yeah, we started uh, preseason cycle one. Been going since the beginning. Um, it's been a blast. There's been quite a bit of turnover. I think we're down to three guys left from the original team. So it's 
for churn, but you know, it's been fun. Now, when you say turnover, does that include the team, the teams that split off and made their own, or is it just like they kind of retired and you had to recruit to fill those shoes? Uh, retirement, taking time off, as has been most of it. Um, we, let's see, I don't think we've actually had buddy from the Thunderdome faction go to the other factions outside of one this past cycle went to the Thunder Squirrels to get some more reps and practice but uh, other than that we've the Thunderdome guys have stayed on the Thunderdome or you know uh, retired gone to different teams outside of the organization stuff like that okay awesome awesome Migo what about What about you? How did your faction's career get started? Yeah, um, so I started with the individual tournaments, and I think Rise plugged the Thunderdome server. So I joined the Cup in December of 22, which I think was like the Glacial Cup. And then I got to play Big Dude and ran a triple water team into a Shadow Razorleaf Obama Snow. And then, (laughs) yeah, so... Um, top lefting was very tempting, but I didn't. <laughs> and um, yeah, we just started chatting after that match. And I was like, just starting to get into PvP. Um, and, you know, I was just like, man, like, yeah, this guy's pretty cool. And, you know, asked if he could give me like any advice down the road. And then we just kind of stayed in touch. And then when he announced that the Thunderdome was looking to start a second faction, um, I kind of jumped on that opportunity and yeah, we just kind of chit chatted since then. And then it's been a good time. So we started in the season two cycle one. Nice. And I, I'm actually a little embarrassed to admit this, but I did not know that the Thunder Ducks was a, a subset of the Thunderdome. Sorry. Until... Yeah, you, that was like the <laughs> Disney movie, which is kind of fun to send the um, mighty duck gifts and the, that so that's kind of fun and it actually made me want to watch the movies because i haven't seen them before or the disney tv shows so i think kind of like before the faction season starts like i don't know watch the movies and stuff to get me in the mood you're telling me you hadn't seen the mighty ducks no (laughs) (laughs) no so man yeah i watched the disney shows that came out recently though so I guess I guess that means you didn't really come up with the name then, huh? No, someone else <laughs> on the team did, um, and we liked it. We're like, yep. yeah, I think I think that was the trainer. Was, yeah, it was trainer. Pretty sure it was him. Yep. So. He he's also our uh, graphic design guy. Does a phenomenal job and runs our social media. So he yeah. he does a lot behind the scenes. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, he actually, in the original Ducks logo, had like a little, tiny little thing in there. It was the Mighty Ducks of the Thunderdome, or Mighty Thunder Ducks of the Thunderdome, like at the bottom of the picture, but it was too small yeah, to actually be able to see it. Is it? Yeah, yeah. You can. I, I'm checking right now, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say, now but, I want to look yeah, for it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Where's Waldo? Yeah, it, it's there. <laughs> oh, there it is. I see it now. Yeah, it's tiny. I don't think we have one on the Thunder Squirrels uh, team logo, but yeah, that's that's our third faction. Exorcist is the captain of that one, and he's doing a great job. Um, yeah, we've we've built uh, quite a nice community of battlers. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun to interact with everyone mm-hmm. and 
all of that. So. Lots of potential scrim partners, and it's it's good not having to go out looking. Hey, can you scrim this with me? I haven't talked to you since played you like two tournaments ago. Why are you asking me? Type of thing, you know. <laughs> that definitely sounds yeah. like a big plus. So, oh, sorry, like with Ultra League, yeah, like with Ultra League and Master League too. It's like nice to have those resources available and all of that to find script partners for. Yeah, definitely. I I will be the first one to say like our Master League players. I send them. They'll go look for like Master League themed tournaments on Sylph to kind of like get some practice in for what they kind of feel like they want to do when the start of the cycle start uh, goes on, which I find that is pretty cool. But like for you guys to have your own in-house, what's the one I'm looking for? You guys to have your in-house scrim partners kind of, I think would give you guys a good advantage over some of the competitions, no? Oh yeah, totally. Uh, we've got, I think, four guys who can play master league right now and i'm kind of working on trying to get some uh so i can give scrims and fill in in, in case uh the thunderdome's master league guy ever needs a week off because we don't have a backup right now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i would have to be the emergency fill-in trying to get them on yeah. but it, it is really nice having you know four guys who can uh scrim master league together gotcha gotcha well it is the summertime so I know vacations are looming around the corner. Yeah, yeah, we've had quite a few uh, sub requests for Thunderdome so far in King of the Hill, and uh, thankfully we have the depth to be able to move players around. Awesome, that is definitely really good. So you guys have kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. I do kind of have to. I'm gonna come go back to it as well. How did the idea of multiple factions come into play? Because I know, big dude, you said that you did have a lot of turnover over the the time in factions. Why would you want to start like another faction if you wanted to kind of shore up the the thunder the Thunderdome uh, team first and foremost? So the reason I wanted to start a new faction was I kept getting this turnover, and uh, every cycle I was like, man, I gotta go find somebody I don't know who to ask i don't know who to reach out to and i saw some other teams were kind of starting to get you know like a second team together i was like that that would be a lot easier to be able to you know pull from people you already know you you get a chance to see how well they play um how talented they are and how well they work together so i was like man starting up a second team that that'd be really easy to you know, pull from for the Thunderdome when we have turnover and uh, keep some of the very talented battlers on the server in-house instead of watching them join up with other factions. But um, that all that all kind of went down the toilet, honestly, when the Thunderducks had to, you know, go and promote. And then it's like, okay, I've actually got another faction that's uh, that is competing and I can't just go pulling from them. <laughs> You know, I, yeah. I can't just go screwing up the mojo that's going on. Uh, but, yeah, expanding the Thunderdome community has been a very positive thing. I still will recruit outside um, of the community uh, when we do have spots because there's a lot of good cohesion on the Thunderducks and the Thunder Squirrels. So it's it. I don't like pulling from... Uh, other teams especially when it it could just you know throw everything off i'd 
I really like to, uh, you know, keep those strong cores together. Gotcha. All right. That and Migo told me no touch. You you can't pull guys from, <laughs> yeah. from my team. <laughs> he jokes around. <laughs> yeah, he jokes around with me. I'm like, well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, next cycle, I want to pull this guy and this guy and this guy. And yep, but no, it's all all in good fun. I don't want to. I don't want to screw up the mojo. Yeah, it's nice to have all that like so that networking. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so that's why you started yeah. the Thunder Squirrels. You can pull from them. So because Migo kept saying no touchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, partially. Uh, we've we've had some uh, good talent development going on in the Thunder Squirrels. I'm very happy with uh, the progress that team has made. So we we actually did pull one uh, from the first Thunder Squirrels cycle to Thunderdome. Uh, Seventeen Alpal has uh, come on board for us. So yeah. Uh, Vindexus didn't tell me no touch, so I, I took one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, with with that being said, Thunder Squirrels came at the start of Cycle 4, correct? I believe it was Cycle, cycle three. 3. Okay. Yeah, it was Cycle 3. Um, yeah. Okay, because I was going to ask, like, so did the, you just pull from them just for your bout in King of the Hill if it was at the end of Cycle 4, but... Now that I realize that, it's like, oh, so they battled with you a whole cycle and then jumped in for yep. King of the Hill as well. Yeah. They had, okay. They had, they had two cycles under their belt and then, well, Alpel, I actually pulled to Thunderdome for cycle four. He, he battled okay, cycle three on the squirrels and came up to Dome. Uh, Nighttime Clasher came up to Dome for cycle four as well. Um, that was, we had a little, uh, um, we wanted one of our Dome guys to get uh, some more reps in open great league to kind of be able to cover um, when our typical OGL guy uh, took off. So he he went to the Thunder Squirrels for a cycle and came back for King of the Hill. Gotcha. It is nice being able to shuffle guys around. You know, if you want somebody to work on something, you can um, send him where he's going to get more reps. Like, if you're an alternate, you're not going to be playing every week. But I can, you know, I can send them to the Thunder Squirrels to be the every week starter in Great League and get a lot of good reps. So that's that's a positive there. Especially putting them back in that gauntlet mm-hmm. <laughs> would definitely, yeah. yeah, putting them in the uh, putting them in that uh, craziness that is open tier. <laughs> it's. You, you get some uh, you get some very good reps down there that's for sure definitely or you can just go through an entire gauntlet and somehow make a, a third place at the end of your very first cycle <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah that was yeah there there was uh there's quite a bit of uh, complaining about the scheduling and all that for the ducks but I've been very proud of uh what Migo and team have done since uh, you you guys have promoted every single cycle, right, Migo? Yeah, we got top four and open and iron, and then yeah, fourth and open and iron, and then third and bronze and copper or copper and bronze. Yeah. So yeah, that's been really nice to kind of see that growth develop since cycle. Yeah. One. Yeah, MJ was throwing a little shade there, and in, uh, in between cycle one and cycle two, he's like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know these uh, Thunder Squirrels. They had a buy in uh, open, and you know, I, I, I don't think they're going to be able to hang 
uh, getting the promotion, and uh, yeah, you guys did. <laughs> yeah, the, I was I was really happy about yeah, that. The, <laughs> yeah, we were we were a bit bummed about the buyout. Like, man, we we did a lot of off season scrims, and that was one nice thing about having the Thunderdome as a good resource is that they know other factions that we can do off season scrims with, and so we kind of got a lot of good guidance for season two to just kind of learn the ropes and then it was nice to know kind of which players have what kind of strength and so it was nice to kind of like manage the team a little bit easier for your first go around so that was another kind of really nice thing about having uh, the Thunderdome community just kind of helping each other out yeah it we had we had an off-season uh, rim server that we were part of. There were four teams in there, so we did a little three-week round robin in between season one and season two to keep fresh. And yeah, mm-hmm. it, uh, yeah. that was good. We had some fierce competition. I think one of the teams in that server was Latin America Platinum or Diamond, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, that was our yeah. first time <laughs> playing factions. Yep. Yeah, it was in the Aztec League, and I think they're in Worlds right now. If I'm, uh, are they? Yeah, wow. if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly. So, that, so there, there's some good competition in yeah. that off-season server, and you know, throwing the ducks right in, right into the fire, uh, getting those learning pains out of the way um, before even uh, battles started to matter. It was that was definitely helpful. I guess I have a, a follow-up for Migo then. Like, just how did you find the transition from what, what we've been calling Vanilla Self, the, the solo experience, to being on, on the team? Yeah, I like... Um, it's been a good transition because I did a couple Vanilla Self tournaments and then um, it was kind of nice to... The, I think the Obsidian Cup tournament, I played in Thunderdome in that live tournament. Um, I think I did 5-2... or. It was 5-1, I think, in that six-round tournament. And then Big Dude's like, okay, like he'll be the captain and all of that. Because um, we've also communicated well. And that was a good like kind of confidence booster. It's like, okay, like I feel like I can manage the team well and all that because you have like the support of everyone. And that was like a good first positive experience. And then getting the off-season scrims under my belt helped a lot to kind of understand the ropes of how to manage the team. Was, was there anything that, that stood out from that? Like, I know we've been kind of like nebulous about lessons, but was, was there any like big pointers that were kind of in that initial takeaway time? I think just kind of leaning on my teammates because I would bounce ideas off of them a lot and they would give good feedback. So I always try to engage with the different players and checking in on them so that helped a lot so like always just kind of keeping in constant communication like sometimes i just dm them privately and just being like hey like you know how's it going like how do you feel about starting this week or like how you know what kind of league do they want to play and all of that if they want to try something new so just kind of you know you don't have to do it alone so yeah. I was like, well, might as well just, yeah, chit chat with the teammates and all of that and kind of keep in constant communication. And then 
kind of as we grew together, we were able to like kind of bounce more productive ideas off of each other. Cause yeah, I mean, having that big, it, like it's not an easy start, like, you know, cause like, oh man, like this is our first go around. And then kind of you get used to it. So all the teamwork like really made me like the faction aspect of Sylph a little bit more than the individual tournaments because you know it's really nice kind of cheering on your teammates to have a good oh, week yeah, for and sure. all that. Did did you learn anything, big dude, or did you, have you just known everything the whole time? Oh, I have not known everything <laughs> the whole time. Um, so like through the majority of season one. We were just riding, like, pretty much solo. We would do some scrims and, like, talk out some team ideas, but uh, we actually did not do a voice chat for battles until Cycle 3, Season 1. I think that was the last cycle of Season 1. Um, like, the last two weeks, we finally started to... Uh, to on voice chat for a couple battles and found out you know how much it helped <laughs> um yeah I, it was brought up i hadn't even thought of it um one of the guys who does uh thunderdome tournaments is on they are emerald faction i believe either diamond or emerald but he was like hey do you guys do voice calls at all for battles and i was like uh no now should we, we? <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like yeah it would really help you guys out if you did that and i was like all right cool we'll uh we'll give it a go and it ended up um last week of season one cycle three uh, we went on voice chat for my battles and it was it actually made the difference in the week uh versus losing because uh I had an idea for a team and I got called out on it because it was a poor idea and changed it up mm. and uh, ended up being the difference in the week. Yeah, we didn't start that until cycle two, I think, and that made a big difference. And then we, I think cycle three, we got a couple new teammates. So we had a little bit of a tough start to that cycle, but then ended up like on a big positive note um, just because I think we got a lot of new players. Um, and once we kind of knew each other's like nooks and crannies, it was a lot easier to like communicate. And it was really cool to like hop on a couple of voice calls and like see everyone work together and get positive results. And then, you know, if you don't get the results that you want, you like, well, we did all we could. And, you know, that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's a team effort. And then the, it's, it wasn't an easy transition going into doing voice calls for more battles um there are still a couple guys in dome who will do a lot of scrims will talk strategies beforehand but won't battle on stream because it just gives them the jitters you know uh yeah little little more pressure than they'd like to have and they've been successful you know doing before and like in between battles posting in the chat or whatever uh, so it it was a learning experience for that, and then um, kind of understanding where guys want pointers uh, versus uh, just sitting there and uh, watching and calling in between games. Like, hey, I kind of think they might run this next game versus you know in game kind of coaching. Um, that was something that we uh, we had to work on a little bit getting. Uh, getting guys the help they want 
instead of you know or or even know like learning what kind of help you want right <laughs> yeah like do you want me to keep track of all the energy for you do you want me to call back line do you want me like what where do you want my help where do you want me to just shut yeah. up and let you do you do you want me to try and call out win cons that that was tough for me because mm -hmm. i there are a couple times i'm like oh i see a win con i but i need to you know keep quiet because that's one of the hardest things to communicate in voice chat i feel like uh like hey you need to make this catch here to uh open up your win con and yeah so after a couple failed attempts trying to do that too, too many uh, words too little time yeah exactly yeah, that's <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was it's tough to find that right balance like for me it's tough to keep track of everything sometimes and so it's nice to have like a teammate to like keep track of energy and then like you know maybe i'm focusing on the win cons and then you know those two like puzzle pieces come together and hopefully one thing it works one out. thing too that mm -hmm. um was a big learning curve for us is understanding the differences in guys battle strategies because there are a couple guys i play completely different than they do mm -hmm. from an aggression standpoint baits nukes my play style is completely different and in their calls i will stay quiet during the battle because i will throw them mm -hmm. off more than help you know so that that was yeah. another big one and then they're like when we're coaching too we we've had to say hey this guy's coaching uh for the majority of this battle because their play style lines up better with who's battling right now and then if you get clashing people coaching it's just a mess so that that was another thing that we've had to we've had to learn yeah i didn't really notice like the coaching aspect could be so much more than just, hey, what do I do here? Do I shield? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We have a couple guys on the ducks that have a really good, like, high-level understanding of the game, and they're able to coach pretty well. And so sometimes, you know, they make some really nice calls because they have a lot of show six, pick three experience, and now they're getting show eight, band three, or band two. Yeah. So um, it's nice to have kind of couple other different like opinions and ultimately like it's the battlers call so all of the opinions are just like suggestions but they're really good suggestions right right i mean you guys are still the thunderdome is a gold tier team and the thunderducks are a bronze bronze promoting to silver if factions can yeah. gotcha yeah so they're a, i'm gonna call them a silver tier team <laughs> bronze plus <laughs> yeah we're in limbo that's okay yeah it was yeah we felt like we got a good mojo going and then you know all the self news happens and we're just like oh man yeah that's so. it's a little uh, a little depressing but you know it there will be something on the other side and yeah mm -hmm. we'll be back all of our factions will be back i have not heard from anybody yet that uh they're not coming back so we're definitely going to be full force into this uh, new new format when it comes out. Right. Now, actually, I'm going to kind of derail the conversation a little bit because you Classic. said that. Yeah, it's tacos, taco corner. Um, when it comes to like the future of self PVP, 
or like the the faction successor are you guys kind of going to be in the wait and see game to see like what the gym breakers project zygarde or the united or i think it's pokemon united league off the top of my head or like are you just wanting to jump into those things while these other projects are getting up are getting started um i think we actually haven't talked about that um amongst the captains um but my initial gut instinct is to you know kind of wait and see and see where other people decide to go because if if we see you know a ton of teams from factions start congregating say in uh whatever format zygarde puts out um then we we would probably just say hey that's what most teams are doing let's go there because you know factions that it's been the most fun i've had uh playing the game uh in a long time so i i'm going to be eager to get back into it once uh once the dust settles but yeah we, there has to be a little bit of wait and see because you know we don't want to jump into a format that's not going to go anywhere it's going to dissolve after you know a cycle or whatever and then just be behind right. the eight ball and whatever uh format the community lands on as the quote-unquote new factions so gotcha i like that that insight because i know some some captains are just saying no we're gonna start our own thing with blackjack and tacos and <laughs> <laughs> others are just like uh we're gonna twill our thumbs and so i like that that insight that you're saying like yeah i think we're gonna go ahead and wait and see because we really don't know what's gonna happen and we're just gonna have some fun with it then obviously you guys have the 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 amount where if you wanted to you guys could still like practice amongst each other and have little round robin tournaments amongst yourselves no oh yeah definitely we're we're definitely gonna be uh women amongst each other and um know probably try and rope in another faction or two get a nice little round robin thing but i I know definitely there's going to be a little break period because everybody kind of needs to (laughs) take a deep breath reset for you know a month or whatever and come back reinvigorated because those nine week cycles those can be a grind and then you know, with Sylph having that hard end date, it was kind of a quick turnaround for King of the Hill. So, mm. yeah, I think we are definitely looking at probably at least a month-long break from actual actions format style battling. But, you know, there are some other fun things we're planning on doing. I know Migo's cooking up oh, a little just... D&D action for us uh, at some point. So there's, yeah. there's definitely going to be some team-building stuff going on still. Um, but it, is mm-hmm. it like the specialist cup that I've seen kind of thrown around on Twitter a little bit, or is it just like actual? We're gonna th- we're gonna roll dice and play D and D. We're gonna roll dice and play D and D together. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, you so can tell where my brain is. Actually, this <laughs> yeah, this weekend I read a book on it, so I have some fun plans. Awesome. Let's see what happens. So yeah, yeah and we have like I think everyone. Like at least one player from each faction will join, so it's nice to kind of have like everyone be on the little D and D quest. D and D sidebar. <laughs> Migo, are you the GM? Yeah, I. Well, I I assume okay. so. <laughs> no, I'm gonna um, go out on a limb and so. say yes, you are. 
Yeah. Uh, well, whoever the game master is, if you need some tips, I I DM uh, Dungeons and Dragons professionally in my spare time. So. Wow. Oh, professionally. Yeah, I've done. Does, I've done does it for get paid? a couple. I do actually. Yeah, I, right? <laughs> I've gotten paid. So, quick Dang, side okay. note uh, before we go back into this, and I don't I don't like talking about myself a lot, but what I I like to do every now and then is when kids are getting into D and D. I will play at the library with them and then their their Ooh. parents kind of like to they kind of like what they're doing they like they like when I'm, they kind of like the stories I make for them so then they'll ask me hey my son slash daughter whatever is having a D&D party would you create a story and run it for them and I said sure oh nice uh, I charge I, I charge $30 an hour um as my starting rate and at a birthday party i can walk out of there with like 90 to 120 dollars that's awesome oh that's awesome yeah yeah i'll have to reach out for tips and stuff i've done a i've done it consistently for two years now which is nice um like at least once a month i try to have like a session with some of my friends from college and all of that um and then recently i found a um game shop that has like games every wednesdays and saturdays so i go there like at least once a month too so it's a lot of fun so hopefully i don't brainwash big dude and company (laughs) too much (laughs) yeah i think big dude has a good enough imagination that he'll like the game but yeah 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 so i I was really excited a group of my college buddies decided to get a game going and it lasted like two sessions and then the uh, DM got busy and it it just fell apart and I was like, man, I was so hyped up. This was it was exciting. We did like yeah. a character building session and then like the first I think one or two sessions of whatever story our uh, <clears throat> DM came up with, and then it was it, we haven't played in like a year, and I've just been I've been wanting to yeah. do it again. <laughs> yeah, some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of my call like the one the call same college roommate who got me into Pokemon Go got me into D and D. So um, you know they unlocked my nerdum and recent nerdum. <laughs> so um, he got super busy with grad school and work, so he stopped DMing, and then I I missed it. So I was like, well, I'll pick it up, and so I reached out to some friends, and then I think I bought the Curse of Strahd book, so I'm running a campaign with oh, that no. with another group. Yeah, oh, yeah, my so, goodness. yeah. So that one's fun, um, and then I think I'll do like Journey of the Radiant Citadel is another book I'm I am looking at. So that one's fun too. I feel bad for your players. You gave them the best story <laughs> out of all the books so far, and now they're going to go in going, "What do we What do we play now?" Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The you know some people play a lot and then i try to do like once a month so i mean it, it'll it'll drag out a lot <laughs> okay that's fair yeah 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 sorry to uh derail the topic of the podcast taco hey that's okay you know we we get off on tangents a lot here well yeah i think primarily we'll talk about pokemon go and the sylphorina factions but you know there will be a lot of tangents aside and you gotta well, keep things. That, that's interesting. just a cool team building thing, though. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I think the question was off-season yeah. plans. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. Now, see, have you 
So the question for the both of y'all, since we're still on the subject of D&D a little bit. Have y'all figured out a way to incorporate D&D onto your resume if you're ever looking for a job? You know, I've seen some... Uh seen yeah. some things about how to do that and you know honestly I, i've thought about how do how do i incorporate running this uh battle server onto <laughs> my resume because you know that's yeah it's something <laughs> in and of itself you know running a an organization i think we're up to like 800 members in the thunderdome something like that not a, not all this of them is- are active by any means but uh yeah you know uh, what what was the self badge like cat herder or something for doing? Yep. <laughs> yes. it, it definitely feels like that sometimes, and I wish I could find a way to put it on a resume. Well, you could say you facilitate a massive organization of about eight hundred people, and once a month you work on communication skills, team building exercises, and that th- there you go. There you I go. like it. <laughs> Then you just put global, the word yeah, global get, get in there. That also. Yeah, you in there. Then, yeah. yeah. There you go. I, I helped re- wrote your resume. That'll be $20, please. <laughs> not oh, agree man. To, uh... I'm just kidding. <laughs> not even, yeah, it's not an hour of your D&D stuff, so sure. I don't know. Okay, fi- okay five, five minutes. That'll be, that'll be a, a, a shiny okay. hay penny. Okay. <laughs> I think I can manage that. Okay. But yeah, like, it's, it's really funny. I like to tell the story a lot. I got my current job putting D&D on my resume and nobody figured it out until I flat out told them and everyone goes uh-huh. everyone goes in my at the work at the job I work at now they're like yeah we're the biggest nerds we like they run gaming conventions like on their spare time yeah and like the anime club and D&D or like the board game uh-huh. uh, board game association which is pretty neat and they're like I asked them so how did you not see that I put D&D on my resume and they go you put D&D on your resume and I highlighted it for them, and they go, "Oh, you <laughs> sneaky son of a gun!" Oh, that's great, man. That yeah. is great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun hobby to have, like both D and D, and then like Pokemon Go, because they're like different games than just like you know the Call of Duty or Fortnite or anything like that. It's like a different mindset, you know. So it's it's been a lot of fun to kind of have those like outlets because you know work and school can be pretty tough. It's nice to have like a good for sure. community. Yeah, being an adult sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Like my, yeah, exactly. I mean, like my what ninth month of like adulthood. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's a lot. Um, but it's nice to have like factions to kind of look forward to every week, and then you know Dungeons and Dragons about a few times a month. I must say, if you if you still like playing Pokemon Go, because a lot of tra- a lot of trainers go. I-, I play Pokemon Go for the grind. I tell them, you know, there's another game that you can grind, but you will sink about two thousand hours of your life into it, and you'll still never be good at the game. And they go, "What are you talking <laughs> about?" And I was like, uh, "Let me introduce you to a game called Old School Runescape." Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I lost a I lost a trainer in my mm-hmm. local community to that really? game. Wow. Oh man, yeah. So we won't do any runescaping in the off season. So we can't. <laughs> but it, they came back eventually. You know, they're like, "Hey, I finally got a ninety-nine. I go, "Cool, twenty-seven more skills to go." That sounds <laughs> insane. And they, they they had invested about four hundred hours into Oops. their character at that time. Jesus, 
Wow. So it is not. I've been playing that game on and off for about 20 years, almost 20. No, 17 years now. And I'm not even at max level or whatever in that wow. game. Anyway, yeah, that's so off-season plans. <laughs> Do you so, guys have, have like any anything that comes to mind for just improvements on the format itself? Like, I know there's been kind of some talk about team size and um, just that that can, is is one of the likely things that that is being looked at for changes. Like, is there anything that comes to mind or? things that you want to see into whatever my biggest gripe with the way things are right now is i own three teams i cannot contribute on calls for two of them because i'm not a quote-unquote member of the team which i think is the most dumb rule i've ever seen in self sorry if any uh any supporters of that rule are listening i'm not gonna pull any punches with that one um i think that Teams affiliated under one community should be able to uh, give more input than just scrims in uh, other matches. So, like, the rule is written so dumb, in my opinion. You can scrim, but you cannot talk about the battles. So, like, I can scrim Migo, but I'm not allowed to give him any input on how he played, what leads he could see, or anything like that. So, it there there are workarounds like if we scrim 20 battles and i lead the same pokemon every every single battle you know it's going to kind of get across this might be what he thinks is going to be the lead first game but like it i i just (laughs) find it so stupid that we can't work together like as the thunderdome server like i cannot go help any of the squirrels guys i cannot go help any of the ducks guys it's not it the rules prohibit that like i can be on the call i can watch i can listen but i'm not allowed to give input before during or after which i i find absolutely insane it kind of takes away all the development stuff it it really limits the development and improvement uh potential for having multiple factions like i i can't go coach uh, somebody on the squirrels, I can't go sit there and, you know, help them through, walk through uh, potential win cons after the fact. It, it's, I, I just don't understand Sylph's logic with that. I mean, I think it might have been made for, you don't want teams hiring outside coaches or whatever, but I, I think there should be exceptions made for factions under one banner. Is is that like an indefinite thing too? Like, is so is that just to like the end of about, or is that an? Ever? I don't think there's clarity on that in the rules, but I try to just play it safe. You know, like I I'll watch through battles, and if there's a play I don't like or something like that, I just have to bite my tongue and keep it to myself. And it's just like, uh, it, it, there there are coachable moments here, and I can't do it. And it drives me nuts. So that that is my, I I will die on that hill. <laughs> in <laughs> in any talks for the next format, that is a hill I will die on. Now, actually, I'm surprised that we didn't talk about this when we were in Milwaukee because I agree with some of your points. However, I disagree with some of your other points. the The points I the the things I agree on is like okay so if we like if you own multiple teams then yeah there can be some help the only thing that 
I would probably give some pushback on is, you know, we'll use my team as an example. My team is 10 people and we don't have a B team or a C team due to, well, we, we have our 10 and we're happy with our 10 for the time being. So in the sense, it becomes like 10 on 10 or 9 v 9 because everyone's coaching that one trainer. If there happen to be more players, like say, I'll pick on Thunderdome, like Thunderdome's A and B team are helping out the C team when the Thunder the Thunder Squirrel's opponent is like a, a one man, a one team operation with just those 10 trainers. It's essentially kind of like a three brains versus one brain type of thing, which is what I think Sylph was trying to do until you had teams like Northeast Battlers have 47 different types of teams in all in all the the tiers and then the the socal swablu team go up to i think they're fourth or fifth i team? believe they're at four okay so like in that instance i i can kind of understand like the reasoning for that rule i do think the words on it could be worded a little bit more clearly and like i do agree like when you said there needs to be some sort of change i would personally think that like you can train like when I think there should be more time between when the metas get announced versus when the cycles begin, because I would be like, OK, so here's what the meta could look like. Here's what new moves could look like. Here are some win cons you can do and then have the owner of the team either help the captains out if they're brand new, like show them how to dis- or show them the, the admin side of things, but try to be more hands off and let the captains kind of run their own thing in their what's the word uh yeah on their factions because otherwise it's just you might be the captain of the thunderdome but you're also the captain of the thunder ducks and the thunder squirrels interesting thing with that um being the owner i can do captain duties for those teams like that's allowed in the sense that i can oh there are options for me to submit disputes for the Thunder Squirrels and Thunder Ducks, I can change the lineups. Um, and yeah, there are there are limited duties that I can perform. But it, the way I read the rule, it's specifically I cannot help with battles or team building. Oh. And that, I still don't necessarily agree with uh, that, inhibiting that. Um, one counterpoint to what you brought up with, like, northeast battlers and there are 50 different teams um you know not there's diminishing returns on how many teams you can have and input into like a single set of battles because once you start getting more than like two or three people on a call giving input it it just all breaks down and you can only scrim so many times it it's more of a yeah man we a lot of people are really busy so like if i'm the only one available to help out somebody on the ducks or the squirrels then i want to be able to have that ability to do that like if nobody's able to jump on call with migo when he's going into his battles you know it i and mm-hmm. there's like two dome guys around who could it that's kind of where i'm i'm like man it, it i feel like with how busy people are yeah, you can kind of abuse the spirit of it if you you got 40 different teams, but that's one hell of a time commitment, you know? Um, it's hard enough getting time to be on call for just your team's battles, but, like, if I'm 
if I happen to be free for 15 minutes and somebody from one of the other teams is going on, I'd like to be able to jump on and help them out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And that that's a mm-hmm. good that's a good point that you had brought up because I didn't know that if you owned multiple teams, you could act on behalf of the captains should they not be available. Because the way I interpreted the rules was only the captain can do, you know, captain things, and you can just like own a bunch yeah, of teams I, under your banner. There's, it, I, the way Sylph has it set up. It, it leads me to interpret that I can do certain captain things for these factions because if they didn't want uh, owners being able to like set lineups or make disputes, they wouldn't put those options on the forms and on the website. So they, they are assuming that, or they are like allowing us to do these things. If, if it was not allowed, they wouldn't, make that an option you know what i'm saying um like Mm -hmm. i I just find it weird that i'm able to do some of the like bureaucratic stuff and not do like coaching that it just that doesn't make sense to me okay i can help you out with Mm -hmm. disputes and talking through how to word things going to the arena and i i can't you know give input on what lead i think is coming in a game (laughs) It's it's just one of those things like I I don't understand the line that's drawn in the sand, but you know, maybe and if anybody from Sylph is listening and would like to give me some insight why that rule is the way it is, feel free. I'd I'd love to hear love to hear why. And yeah. But Oh <laughs> <laughs> It's it's not rambling because you're offering solutions, so we're calling it a constructive criticism. <laughs> But I was gonna say that one of the one of the arena refs that we had interviewed a couple of weeks ago, DC Volpix, gave us some phenomenal insight. And though they are eight-ish hours ahead of us, if you send him a message asking for clarification, he, that that dude's like an encyclopedia of knowledge when it comes to the self, the self stuff, mainly because, well. I think really? he essentially wrote the book on it, <laughs> but he, he I, I think, don't quote me on that. I think he essentially wrote the book on it, but he's so knowledgeable that like when we, when Jet and I were asking him questions, he was just like, oh yeah, so actually this is how it's supposed to work. And this was the reasoning for it. Like he gave such insightful answers as to why this rule is written in this case versus like other referees would say, we wrote it that way because we can. So that's our ruling and we're sticking with it type of thing. Got it. Yeah. Once again, I'm not saying all referees did that. It's just um, usually if you if you talk to them, if you talk to them like saying, hey, mind if we sit down and have a chat, ask for clarification. Of course, like if it's during the season, they're going to say like only communicate through the bot because that's what they're yeah. supposed to do. But now that self is like winding down and stuff after august 1st i think you can dm them and ask them any question and if they're wanting the answer then they'll answer yeah definitely i'll i'll keep that in mind yeah that's that was one of my biggest uh criticisms of the format the way it is now i want to help grow the community and help uh guys on our teams improve and i feel like my hands are tied right now okay and that is 
something that honestly there's not really going to be a clear cut this is the way type of thing but I think that the guys or the trainers over at Project Zygarde are going to come out with something hopefully good enough for sure and if we don't like it then we'll go create our own battle league with blackjack tacos and burritos <laughs> for sure wait not burritos you got something against burritos <laughs> yeah burritos are just tacos for <laughs> messy people i don't know i'm on team burrito yeah Ooh. we're gonna have to have a fight oh. we're fighting in the summer we're fighting in the sea league cup and we're gonna we're gonna throw hands okay you don't even know what burritos are <laughs> burritos are just tacos for people that don't they can't keep the stuff in the taco in the taco when they're trying to eat it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, that's why you have two taco shells. You put one underneath so everything that comes out falls onto the next taco shell and you have your next taco right there. I think I had like brisket tacos today and the taco was pretty small, but I wrapped the tortilla. So I'm like, what is it? Is it a burrito? Is it a taco? Because like burritos are huge, but then mini burrito you know yeah i guess i guess that's what it i is. would just say all burritos are tacos but not all tacos are burritos are burritos egg rolls oh boy egg rolls are oh, just no. <laughs> egg rolls are just asian tacos right i think amigo <laughs> had a burrito bite <laughs> yeah right <laughs> burrito bite that's a good one. you're gonna make burrito cat in the server just love this episode <laughs> Wait, there's a burrito cat? That's awesome. Yeah, he's my brother. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. He, he changed he his name just to troll wow. me. <laughs> That's great. That's what siblings That's are for. Fun. At this point, yeah. He was also on the inaugural team, and then we redshirted him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's, uh... He, he was on the team to learn, and then we got double promoted, and we said, all right, look... <laughs> We need you. It's we need time. you to battle, or we're gonna put you on the red shirt. He's like, "Oh, red shirt, gotcha." Oh, yeah. That's a, one thing I like. Is I don't know. I'd like to see like maybe eleven players on the team because it's tough to play like nine weeks four times was absolutely crazy to play um, and manage. Mm-hmm. And I just think like having that extra player will give people like deserve breaks because it is like a like this should be like a fun outlet it shouldn't be draining and then there were like at points in time I'm like oh man like i'm kind of exhausted because <laughs> there's a lot of behind the scenes work and everything like that um because yeah so i, I my, my input would just be like maybe adding one extra player because that would make a lot of difference but i think i saw a few counterpoints on the yeah zygarde i, I was reading through Discord. those two and i yeah, I still need to read through them. But yeah, I skim through and I understand it. But that's one thing I'd like to see is maybe just have eleven yeah. or something. That would be nice to kind of balance things out more. It's tough only having three alternates, and you think back to early early factions. We had what one alternate that that was brutal. Um, but yeah, I think teams were eight. Eight or nine, something like that. It was either one or two alternates, and that that was that was rough. One to three has been great. I'd love to see one more um, for a couple of reasons. I've got multiple people I want to recruit. <laughs> I've I've got some names that I want uh, to add to all of our factions, and you know, there's... no touching my team. I 
I'm not. <laughs> it's not. There are very few that are poaches. There are a couple of guys I know that are interested in getting into factions. Of course, very poor timing. Um, but yeah, there there are some guys I want to add, and opening yeah. up another roster spot would be ideal. Getting a fourth team. I don't know if we have the appetite for that right now, considering you got. Send no. them our way. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. I, yeah, no touchy. Yeah, no touchy. <laughs> Are you afraid? Send them our way so they can get the experience and then we'll give them back to you. Mm. We were, I was actually, I was actually in, uh, when the, the faction was first starting, there was a, uh, one of the captains from one of the upper teams was saying, hey, do you need like some help? We'll send some guys your way on the condition of when we start our new team, we're going to take them back. And I said, as much as I would love to do that, I want to, we want to try to recruit in-house first, but we'll keep your offer. That's on how the you team. get affiliated with somebody else. That's how, you know, some of these organizations form, but that's how you exactly. network. There's, I know there was, um, yeah. there's yeah, one huge. team that one of our original dome guys left for is one of the Northeast teams. Uh, the Bastiodons, Inglorious Bastiodons, was like one of his local, uh, was his local team, and he left to go back to the local team. And I'm like, after after seeing they went and affiliated with NEB, I'm like, hey, why didn't you guys affiliate with us? I would have taken another team under the uh, Thunderdome umbrella, but yeah, he said that he went back, and then they decided to affiliate after. And I was like, man, missed opportunity. Yeah. That's what's nice is like um, I got to know some people from like the Go Ottawa server and then um, I was able to kind of bring them over to the Thunderdome and that was a lot of fun to kind of just have some people that like kind of merge the two communities that I got to be a part of. And Yeah, so Migo actually, you know, me go recruiting from his team. Uh, but he gave us quite a stellar player uh, in our new Great League Specialist, Seachen uh, Foray. Uh, he is a monster. Okay. And Migo, I, I was looking to add somebody to Dome. And I was like, man, I'm kind of at a loss right now. This was two cycles ago. And I'm like, yeah, not really yeah. sure who I want to add. And Migo's like, oh, Ray is, Ray's usually pretty good. Leaderboard, first page leaderboard guy. And I was like, "Yes, please, <laughs> gladly." Yeah and-, yeah, and he's been doing good. Yeah, so I joke with him. I'm like, "Well, if you want this player, I'll, you know, I want Ray." You <laughs> know, <laughs> yeah, a little joking about trades and whatnot. But uh, yeah, no, Ray's Ray's been great. He's posted, I think, a 2.0 win rate for us in his battles. So stellar ad. And shout out to Migo for that. When you said 2.0, yeah. I was thinking 2% for a second. I was going to say, uh, big dude, 2% is not that good. That's like <laughs> that's like my love, my numbers of win rate. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. he's, he's uh, albeit small sample size, he's got the second best win rate on the team. And I think yeah. potentially the tied for second or third best in the server. I don't remember what Jello's win rate is, but he's... It's like, I checked it, this, it's like 66 or something. He's Luis. Yeah. yeah, he's been, like, it It was cool to see him grow a lot as a battler, too, because I met him in the Go Ottawa server, and, like, we 
both were just starting in PvP. And then, um, like, we would just kind of chat back and forth. And then uh, he really improved a lot because he joined us in season or cycle two. Um, and then, you know, he's been just kind of slowly improving like every single cycle. So he's definitely like a big presence for the ducks. And even like the Thunderdome, like, he's always scrimming with people on dome with people on ducks and yeah he's all that and so that that's also part of why i wish we could have input from other teams under the banner i'd love to have jello on some of the dome calls you know because he's got uh, a lot of good insights from the ducks calls that i've sat in the background and listened in on he's he's got a lot of good insight and yeah and he's a great one mm-hmm. to scrim against give you some really good looks and He's got quite the quite the win rate going on there. I think he what was the last cycle. Didn't he go twenty and seven? Yeah, he had twenty wins. Yeah, so then then really really strong player. If you guys couldn't it's... tell, he's one of the ones I joke with me. Go on, give me give me Jello. Send him to the dome. <laughs> <laughs> it's sixty seven point eight. Is he has fifty nine wins, um, including King of the Hill. So that's kind of how has, many? He's five and one. In- Five and one in King of the Hill right now. Um, yeah, that's some so, Jack of Hearts numbers from our. Yeah, he's fifty nine in awesome. how many battles? Twenty nine, eighty seven. Yeah, uh, eighty seven. So twenty nine times three. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. and then um, pretty good. Yeah, kind of like what Big Dude said earlier with you know some of the players that just want to get into factions like one of the guys on the Ducks we brought in from um, kind of like that. Go Ottawa community, um, Dr. Marsh. He's been really fun to kind of get to know. And then it's like, well, we only brought you here for King of the Hill, but we're hoping to kind of continue when Factions 2.0 starts. And like, that's their first faction experience ever. They haven't been on a team until you get now. seven death, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No pressure. And his first. His first game, he we had like a twenty minute dispute, and I was just Ugh. like, "Oh my gosh!" Like this is, and like I mean, it was valid because I mean there was like a lot of um, busyness going on and all of that, and so it was just, uh, and I think Fresno was going on too, so mm. there was kind of a lot of that busy Pokemon Go life going on. So it's like it wasn't like an ugly dispute or anything. It was just like a you know was that a band one of a those bands dispute. No, it was about like who could pick the teams, um, and that's another thing about having like uh, kind of big dude and other people in the community is like some people know the rules a little bit better. So it's like, hey, like I'm getting this question, and I can go to big oh, dude as yeah, the owner, yeah, yeah. like, and yeah, you, so yeah, I was like, hey, like on the like rematch this... procedure. I remember yeah. that. Uh huh. Yeah, and so it was just like a little bit of back and forth, which nothing bad happened at all so it was all chill but i was like man it's like this guy's first faction experience ever and then there's like a 20 minute dispute and it's only king of the hill so i really hope there's like and you know the faction sylph team did a really great job with this community and so i'm sure that they'll continue if they leave because they had a bad experience i want to call dibs now (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you have to go through big doof. Yeah, first. to quote Migo, no touchy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Our, our record is um, two is uh, what's it called? I've won the last two matches because I beat you and I beat you in one. You beat me in the next one, and then I beat you in this last one. So 
We can do a best of five. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you get a little head start. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll still find a way to lose. You you saw it on you saw it in Milwaukee. I found a way to lose that game. <laughs> yeah, it happens to all of us though. I've had some pretty awful throws in my in my time. It's okay. I was just happy I beat Ace in round one. That was my yeah. That was my that was my good day for the day. Yeah, I, I was hoping that we would get a chance to see you guys in King of the Hill, and I could give Ace a redemption shot. But well, you would have to tell me because, like, otherwise yeah, I was going to be on the bench and let my guys just go oh, at I, it. I totally would have said something like, um, "Yeah, I I would have said something like, hey, put." Uh, Put yourself in this spot. I'm putting Ace there. He wants a rematch from Milwaukee. You know, like something fun along those lines. But unfortunately, we did not get to meet you guys. That's okay. We maybe in the off season or something. In the off season, I'd definitely be up for it. Yeah, we we can definitely get you looped in for a scrim set with uh, maybe a little round robin thing with the dome teams. Jet, we're volunteering our team. <laughs> I feel like I've been voluntold. <laughs> but uh, actually, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh, my. I was going to switch gears for a second and say what my dream team roster would be for, like, including for having alternates and uh, a team of seven, which my magic number would be 12. And the only reason why I would say that I haven't read the, the Project Zygarde stuff on it yet. But I would say like there'd be an alternate for every single slot, and then for the uh, what's called for the four field slots, there'd be two alternates, so at least one person can sub in and sub out. So I think twelve would be the perfect Mm -hmm. number to use. However, I'm sure that there's been some logical math reason as to why that can't be the case, and I haven't read it yet. It comes down to bottleneck with Ultra League and Master League specialists. I think is the biggest thing against uh expanding rosters because you'll have teams start scooping up the spares for ultra and master league and then your the teams left are just kind of out of luck you know um but yeah i'm i'm hoping for more more team members Mm -hmm. yeah how how do we feel about the the nine week cycle i feel like that's that's where i get hung up sometimes it's just like it feels it's long if you have to play every week. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, yeah, I I looked at it and I played every single game. Uh, it's like all 36 matches and that was a I, lot. I tend to take off yeah. quite a few weeks, honestly. Um, I, I've had a lot of stuff going on with school and work and whatnot where I've needed weeks off. But I was looking back. I've got, um, I think Sean is... <clears throat> He has played almost every single week since the beginning of Factions, and I'm like, dude, that's got to be some massive burnout. He's got he's got like 13 yeah. more matches than I have, and we've been on the faction in the same amount of time, like 13 sets more. What about what about John? John joined, I think he joined uh, season two, cycle one, and he's played every single week oh, since he joined. Every single one. Yeah. It's like, dude, I I'm not there yet to give you a breather <laughs> my my master league roster i'm working on it i'm working on it but it's not there yet um i could in an emergency but yeah he's he's been a rock holding down that master league role and i am 
very thankful for all the time he puts in because having somebody you know is there every single week is like invaluable i i oof, yeah it's it's great having those guys plug them in every week you know they're there makes my job a whole lot easier i'm just blessed to have three master league specialists say what now you got three <laughs> yeah oh man yeah, we we've got three we got as it three master league specialists three ultra league specialists and six great league yes the numbers are not going to equal yeah yeah um, i'm going to equal 10 but like everybody can do every yeah. almost everything on the on our team yeah. and we still we, we got, still score points which is the fun part well, that's yeah good. yeah it, it would be nice having some more master we, league guys around <laughs> well yeah it is yeah because we got lucky with um <laughs> we have um our ultra league specialist um akigag has been really great for us and he can play a little bit of master league and then we recruited a new guy from um, the same hometown as aki so that's really cool to kind of like that they know each other um i, I didn't realize they're from the same town. yeah yeah they know each other um yep so they're locals um boss gaga he at first i recruited him to like kind of support ultra league and then i found out oh he has a master league roster too and um our main master league specialist kind of had to like step down because like real life got in the way and i was like oh that's fine and um was cool to kind of not skip a beat in that position because we had about like three or four players and i cycled through all of them at least once and then boz was able to play master league and king of the hill and he got two three oh so far so that was like huge yeah to have yeah i was like wow yeah i'm jealous of your uh flexibility but at the same time i'm like i got i got somebody who's there every week so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i don't i don't need i don't need the backups john's got it (laughs) he's he's got it covered i love it but yeah it just it just kind of goes to show like i would be in favor of the 12 and you know some some player or teams would do that but I also think that it would give an incentive for other teams to kind of quote unquote build out their rosters to where you can have teams like I'll pat our team on the back teams like mine that can are very flexible and can play in almost every slot we need them to go into. But I still put them in the same slot because that's where they're kicking butt and I don't want to change it. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Like I want it, it would be amazing to get at least in the fields um field specialist roles full-on rotations going like that would be ill, you know but yeah to just help some of that burnout that's fair like i know that we had one we have like our ultra league specialist we originally had him on for the master league when we were when we were a member of the angry bottoms and then when we formed our when we formed our dean air don't care team we had him he's like do you guys want me to do master league? i was like well what do you want to do he goes i'm i'm fine doing ultra league and i was like okay we'll put you in ultra league and then he proceeds to have a 72 percent win rate throughout his time with <laughs> us and we go you know i know you said you can do master league but you know we're gonna keep you there because something tells me you should stay there yeah for sure you yeah you don't you don't want to you don't want to change up that kind of mojo mm-hmm. 
72% win rate is insane. And then we had a new guy for the Master League. He came in. And we're like, all right, so you're going to be the, the starting Master League. No pressure or anything. And then he proceeds to have a 68% win rate. And... Jeez. Just... Yeah, I was just like, you know, yeah. we got really we got really good with just the team building parts. And he's like, yeah, he goes, hey, like do it. you want me to play Master League in the final? He's like, we can put you in the field. He goes, I want the field. He's like, okay, what do you got? I got a Bonsley. And then he wins with a Bonsley. <laughs> That's so, funny. <laughs> I love that week. Yeah, great. It's fun. <laughs> but yeah, so I think going back to everything, I think 12 would be the magic number to hit for factions to get that sweet spot between burning out and making sure everybody gets to play. Yeah, yeah, 12 would be nice. I said 11 just to be like, man, at least one, but I one more, just please. One, yeah, right. <laughs> no, I want two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I would not complain about two. Yeah, me either. That would be, and yeah, I think I saw on the poll last time I checked it, which was like a, maybe a week or two ago, it looks like people want 10 if I'm. I've, Unless things yeah, change. That's what the yeah. Last I checked. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, so that's why I was like, man, 11 would be. But Taco, go put something in there saying, I want Where? 12. Yeah, right. <laughs> See the reception. Where? <laughs> in I know, but where? Should... Oh, uh, Team Size. Wanna... Wait. Yeah. Is yeah, it? Nope, they, are, they archived it. Uh, oh. Only moderators uh, can reopen yeah. it. Well. Boo! <laughs> Yeah, get the yeah, cannons, boys. We're nice. gonna go riot and Fally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's there's that RuneScape reference for the episode. I guess it, it sounds like everyone was kind of on the there same page about not wanting to downsize because mm-hmm. that that makes things pretty awkward. Yeah, that would be that would be tough. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah making one one thing I've tried not to do is to cut people because I don't. It's in, in the end, this is for fun mm-hmm. and. You know, dropping down to if we had what ten to eight or something like that, cutting two people, man, that would be a nightmare. Well, see, you can cut them and then use the the what you cut to start a new team, and you get a fourth team. <laughs> yeah, well, it's six, so that's almost there. <laughs> Thing is, I don't have a captain for the fourth. Not team. yet, you don't. <laughs> I so I I had someone in mind if we. Had, if we expand to a fourth team and he's like, man, I'm not sure I want to do all the captain duties. I'm like, I can help. (laughs) I can help you out. Like I I have the ability to do dispute stuff and uh, yeah. And like setting lineups. I just, but we'll see. We'll see if he wants to or not. I mean, I cut two, I cut two trainers already on from my team, which I'm not going to say it was, or that I was happy to do it. But I will say that the team chemistry has gotten a lot better since. So, got it. It was a necessary sack or acceptable casualties is what I'll call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, and obviously there are situations pops up where it necessitates it. But yeah, if things are going are going well and like they're not causing problems, I don't want to cut anybody. No. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been nice to kind of just have that same like consistency. Um, amongst everybody so it's been nice to just have the same familiar faces around I think I think <laughs> I also advocated for more tiers if it meant making the the cycles shorter 
Yeah. Because I was like, you know, do we really need like nine weeks of fighting just to get moved up one tier to do it all again in a month? How about we have like bronze five, bronze four, all the way to bronze one. And then depending on your performance, Mm -hmm. you can get like double promoted that way. And then if the cycles were, I don't know, six weeks long, you could still fight for, you know, a month and a half and then take two, three weeks off and then start it all over again. And since the, yeah, I, I was going to say, and then since the, um, what's the word? Since the season's already 90 days, you could make the season 90 days as well and still fit. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not a mathematician, but I totally agree with you. Uh, even like maybe a two or three week break in the middle of each cycle, but then it's, mm-hmm. it, it just feels weird elongating it like that. I, I like that. Yeah smaller tiers idea yeah i like the shorter weeks i mean nine weeks and then for four cycles that's 36 weeks and a year's 52 so it's like then you know you're playing the game constantly like all year round and then to have like a month break is kind of a little bit short in my opinion it right now it feels a lot like major league baseball where yeah the regular season is a massive grind you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to it feeling more like I don't know NFL. Not necessarily the NFL because that's that might be a little too short, yes. you know. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just finding that happy medium of the total grind and then being able to do like postseason stuff because there's a couple mm-hmm. of guys on the Thunderdome that are like, man, these like the regular season is a grind. I really like the king of the hill format because you know there's a lot more at risk in one and done you know that that excitement is enticing and having those off season or uh postseason type uh tournaments and whatnot is something that's attractive to them so you know maybe shortening the season doing postseason more frequently because it's like there's that culmination there's that you know uh, light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah, you get promoted, but it's it's like you go out of the tunnel and you're right back into it again. Yep. So, well, mm-hmm. hopefully they took my. I, I will claim ownership of that idea, like, because I noticed that idea had gotten traction in one of the one of the the polls that's now closed. That like, oh, this is actually a good idea. And I go, hey, a broken clock is right twice a day. You know, I may be a <laughs> I may be a professional memer and just like post I or post IRL and poke fun in the self server. But sometimes I have some good ideas. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good idea. Yeah. I like it. I don't know about you guys, but I want to do more band formats too. Like that's, that was, that was yeah. one of my big takeaways just from King of the Hill was like, why weren't we doing this the whole time? Yeah. It, it's, it's a lot of fun. As I you, think, I think that would increase the burnout if you did it full time, but I wouldn't mind seeing it more often. Like, like they did um, a sorcerer sorcerer's cup, and then like as like a special meta, only one player, and maybe that could be something. Yeah, that is just like, int- instead of both field metas have maybe one or something. I was gonna say, why not introduce like double points one weekend, and it's the show eight band two format, and it's like mm-hmm. here's a champion, and this is how we're gonna settle ties. That would be interesting, but also the show. The oh, show yeah. eight band two. I I think the main reason why they didn't do it 
was because the stupid website kept having uh, a yeah. stroke and saying one of your team members has not set a lineup and that would give heart attacks to every single captain. That gave me a heart attack because like, the Ultra League, Master League players, they're from Nigeria. So they like their time zone is seven hours ahead of mine. And so I'm, it's like five o'clock my time. And I'm like, man, they haven't entered their teams yet. And it's midnight their time. And I'm like, and then they enter it. But then the show eight band two says people have it in another team and i was like but they did yeah. <laughs> when that well, had happened i was gonna tag every single i was gonna tag our faction like hey who hasn't set a freaking lineup but then i yeah. had to actually look and i was like oh everybody set a lineup never mind ignore the tag don't see the tag <laughs> and i asked asked big dude and then the nixus and they're like no it's fine and i was like oh okay good and that's yeah. what's another nice thing is having like other captains to talk bounce ideas off of because you know sometimes i get like anxiety i was like man am i asking a stupid question <laughs> in this like and then you know you're in the self server arena server and you ask like a like like a question and then you know you're always worried like oh man is this kind of dumb but you know around them i don't care if i'm there dumb. there are some ruthless people in that server. yeah so i mean i don't talk much there I'm like, oh, man, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah the memers well i mean like okay so there was one yeah. i felt really bad there was one person that was trying to find their opponent but they tagged in the wrong thing and i jokingly said hey fa- hey fam um you're in the wrong place this is a, a place where people can banter and make jokes and someone's like, wait, really? I thought this is where we have to ask our questions. I was like, no, you go to Factions Lobby for that. The NA General is my <laughs> playground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, NA General was uh, shit post central. 100%. <laughs> that was fun. I'm, I'm sad they got rid of it before King of the Hill was even done. It's gone now. Yeah. Goodbye. Rip. <laughs> but, yeah. Any general is fun, but um, yeah, it's nice having being able to help out, and you don't have to go like Migo and Vin don't have to go ask questions in there and risk getting ripped apart by somebody who just has no regard for uh, how people feel, just completely getting berated or something. But um, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say. Well, at least the good thing was is. When somebody actually asked an honest-to-goodness question that couldn't have been solved by, like, reading the rules, or they would lead with, so I've read the rules, but I still have a question or ask for a clarification, you would have, like, three, four, five people that would give their answer, and then the arena referees would go, yeah, all of these are valid, which I I absolutely <laughs> loved. So, like, Migo, I think that, like, yeah. in your case, if you read the rules, like, where it says it, and then you like ask your question just to get like clarification there wouldn't have been i think don't think any person would want to like berate you for doing that because if people did do that we would be the first i'm I'm not saying we but like the community would be the first one to call out like hey we were all new at this point and we don't know half the stuff y'all know and we're just trying to better each other Mm -hmm. like when we lost our dispute against sparktown boomers because it was like a a a well-known rule and i didn't know but you know what? I went out to bat. I swung for the fence and I struck out. But it's okay. Yeah. 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 
and I'm still salty at Big Dude for saying, I hope all your, I hope your, none of your disputes go your way. To this date, none of my disputes have gone my way, Big Dude. When, when did I say that? <laughs> I don't remember saying that. The channel got deleted, but I had you. Oh. Let's, let's just gaslight Taco. That didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that never happened, Taco. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's okay. That got deleted. Okay. It's okay. It's on a podcast episode somewhere. Mm. I remember talking about okay. it. Got I it. will go back and listen to my own episodes. <laughs> when you find it, let me know. And I'll, I'll go listen to it and see if I can remember. We were just talking about the, uh, the website going all funky with not having teams in. And I got to say, Migo, I am not jealous of the cheesy experience at all. Oh. Like you, you, that's he a heart attack every it, single week. But he always gets it done though. So he always I, gets it done at like six fifty. <laughs> like, yeah. You're stressing there for two or three hours. Oh, cheesy doesn't have a team in. He doesn't have a team in. He doesn't have a team in. Oh, there he is. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's, I, it's I'm fun. not jealous of that at all. I got used to it. <laughs> one of the one of the trainers like, I cut would do that habitually. We wouldn't know when they were fighting. We they would just come in and say, "Am I fighting this week?" We would say yes. We wouldn't hear from them until the next week. Is it bad? Like, no, remember who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's been it's been over four months, so no, because I try to forget about what cycle three was and my my glorious win rate went from like 68 percent to like 40 percent because i wasn't i refused to do anything but ember because someone had to do it what do you mean had to ember is one of the best self metas ever yeah ember i'm fun. really trying hard not to throw something <laughs> my favorite though was guardian cup in february 2022 and then no one liked it and i was like Oh, okay. I thought that one was decent. <laughs> I didn't get to like, play I, that. Yeah, that one was fun. That was season one, right? My, uh, no, that was season three. Was yeah, in, in solo self. So, oh, so. Yeah. oh, I love that. Not, not yeah, that. Yeah. Sorry, we're we're yeah. talking. We went to vanilla. Oh, okay. See, I love guard. I liked Guardian. I think the only one I didn't yeah, like was, was the the brawler one, where they had to like choose weight classes. It yeah, oh, that one yeah. it seemed too hard for me to figure out, so I sat out that week. That was my first one ever, too. Because um, I started Solo Self in November 2022. Uh, I think I I think that was Brawler. You mean 2021, right? Yeah, 21 was Brawler. Uh, 2020. Yeah. Oh, then I might be mistaken. I think, I think my favorite Self Cup... I'm between Ember and Obsidian. I loved both of those. Ooh. I like Nemesis. Obsidian was, Obsidian was fun, too. I, Remind me of Nemesis. Was that the one... Flygon, Roserade, I, I, Flygon, I Roserade, oh, Noctowl, yeah. Walrein. That, that was in my top oh, three. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I think that was the best month of Vanilla Sylph I've ever had. Same. I didn't drop... And, actually, no, that's not that. I did drop a game, but... I swept th two tournaments, and then I took second, because I lost one game in another tournament... But Flygon was my MVP because everybody was like, oh, why are you not running Earth Power? Earth Power is so much better. I said, because Earthquake went burr and you just lost your wall ring. So there. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, let's see that meta. I, I want to say I went something like 
16 and 3 was i had a monster month and even i was i was invited to the sylph showdown that month which was the live tournament with like the top 120 something or no it was top 250 in the world get invites and i think only like 70 people played or something like that but i ended up going not even 70 because it was only a six rounder i ended up going five and one and getting a continentals invite out of that um because yeah that meta i i killed with flygon in that meta it it was i love that meta that uh, that was probably the most fun I've ever had in vanilla was that meta. And the fun part I, was Flygon I, was still considered spice during that meta. I know. Like, why is nobody running this? It it kills. I almost built one, too. Nobody <laughs> respects Flygon. And you know what? Flygon is just one or two moves from being the king of open Great League. And I have been mm-hmm. saying that for months, and I will continue to say it. I'm Jed, still I will die on this hill. From, from someone what else What moves does Flygon? it need? Breaking like, swipe. What? Oh God! <laughs> give, give it breaking God. swipe, and just to you know, put up more of a fight against Metacham. Give it Shadow Claw as well. Oh, good lord! Shadow oh, Claw, God. breaking swipe, Flygon. Do you even need Earth Power at that point? You could get away with Earthquake, and you could beat all the uh. Steels that isn't named Skarmory, and you will be the top dragon as long as it's not named Haxorus. Wow, there's, that, there's a lot of asterisks on this conversation. Yeah, there. Are. <laughs> but there, I remember there was in that in that meta there was one battle. I had three one HP in a dream moments in the same battle to win hmm. it. I think it was like yeah, I remember you showing me those, and I was like, "What in the world?" Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, yeah. Like I had <laughs> I had the worst possible alignment I could have it was. I led Walreen into Krussel, and then... That's not too you know, bad. It, was it SmackDown? He, he ended up letting it go. Oh, okay, then yes. yeah, it's a little trickier. Yeah, and it was... He had Frostlass, um, and... Shoot, what was the other one he had in back? Drapion. Um, so it, I, I ended up getting my Galv tanked Frostlass Avalanche to get off a Discharge to pull the last shield. Ligon was able to get off... Dragon Claw on CMP with no, it was not on CMP. One before CMP with Frostlass, and then get off a Dragon Tail on or, um, or Dragon Claw. Sorry, not Dragon Tail. Dragon Claw off on uh, Drapion with one HP on the CMP tie, and it was insane. And that was for that was for sweeping a tournament too. So <laughs> high stakes battle, and it was just miracle. I didn't. I don't know how I managed to pull that one off, but that one. That one was fun. I, I I remember that battle. It was in the Thunderdome, right? That you swept it. Yeah, that was against. O- was that like your fir- OG player? OG player one. one. Every time <laughs> yeah. I battle him, it's yeah. a freaking dogfight. There are a couple guys that like every time we battle, it's really super close. OG player one is one of them, and then Shadow Mimic you, a Wisconsin guy. He's really yeah, he's really good. good. He's really really good. Yeah, he won. The, he he was top eight. He won the in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then in the regionals last year in Sylph, I think he won it, right? In the Thunderdome. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah he bodied he's, me. He's a monster, and it seems like every time we battle, it's super tight. Like one fast move, one HP, CMP tie, deciding every battle. He's phenomenal battler. Glad I got to meet him in Milwaukee, and yeah. 
it's there there are a couple of those dudes where it's just like man every time we go it you know it's going to be a fight i played him and hot pocket in nemesis for one of the uh new mexico tournaments oof that was brutal was a gauntlet those were my two losses (laughs) understandable nemesis was fun i think i got ace that was like the first time i got ace which was i think we talked team building quite a bit for that one didn't we yeah because that was a goal of mine and you recommended flygon but i didn't have one built or i didn't have like an elite or something and i was like well i'm gonna go looking back yeah nemesis flygon knockdown walring roserade and lantern and then i put um what's it called and then i put fortress on because i could i can't I can't yeah, remember yeah, I, what was my team for that one. I know, I know. I it's had, on your card. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm looking <laughs> that up right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I cheated so hard and just looked at my card. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun. Like, like those live tournaments were a lot of fun because it was just like heart pounding battles, like the whole time and all of that. Yeah. Let's see here. Season four. three. Yeah. Season four. Yeah. Nemesis. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Nemesis. Where is it? There it is. Yeah. So I ran Flygon, Knocked Owl, before it was buffed. Right? That Was was that before the Sky <laughs> Attack buff? Yeah, yeah. It was before the Wing yeah. Attack buff, yeah, but it did have, yeah. it did have yeah, Shadow Ball at the time. Yeah. So I ran uh, Flygon, Knocked Owl, Walrein. Before the nerf. Uh, Galv, oh, Shadow Bee. Yeah, that was... That was pre-nerf for Walrein. Shadow mm-hmm. Bee and Ferrothorn. Uh, that, let's see. 19 and 3. I was going to say, now, I went, now that Roserade I had did not, had Grass Knot, didn't have Leaf Storm on it. Yeah, that was that was before it got Leaf Storm, wasn't it? Uh, that I don't know the answer to, so I'm not going to specify, but I remember one trainer asked me, why didn't you put Leaf Storm on it? And I just answered, because Grass Knot did it so much better. That's fair. Yeah, that that month was nineteen and three for me, so that's definitely definitely up there for my best self months. Love that meta. Guardian, Guardian was this month. I forget what I went, but that was a lot of fun. Guardian was a pretty decent meta. Like I know a lot of people hated it, but sometimes people just hate things because they're like, "Oh, I have to build more mons. It's not fun." And I'm like, shut up. Yeah, building mods is yeah. fun. <laughs> I, I love building spicy stuff. So I like, yeah, the first one that I did was like Lunar, and I won, ended up winning the whole thing with Houndoom. Wow. I don't, I don't even know if I was playing back then. When was that? Was that season two? No, that was season four. The- season four, the very first tournament uh, in October. Yeah, I struggled. The one you're thinking of was Catacomb, and that was season yeah. two. Or Twilight, the actual second meta. Oh, that too. Yeah, I, I struggled in Lunar. That was that was before I really got uh, into my groove in Vanilla. I didn't really get into it until like like really succeeding until Glacial Cup at the end. I think that was our first Thunderdome live, um, and yeah. that was kind of like that was the turning point yeah. in my uh, individual sylph career i think because after that i started just cleaning up and had a couple bad months towards the end of the season mm-hmm. but we won't talk about those <laughs> i feel that this season 
I am doing terribly in uh, Innocent Cup. Terrible. Like, yeah, I'm not a fan of that meta. You just have to find your groove and, you mm-hmm. know, find something that isn't weak to ABA Shut fire. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my Zapdos you're not, is not, you're not the first one to say that this is a weird one to end yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. My Zapdos called. It wants yeah. its drill peck. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jello, Jello was bugging me to build a, uh, what is it, the evolution of Gulpin. Twala? And I was like, no. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was don't like, nope, understand. not building that. I don't understand that. He, it's, yeah, he went on a rant. I was like, there's no way I'm building like that. Like I, don't, I, 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 I built type, one right? and I hate it. Yeah. Like, I know it has ice beam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just but I'm pretty sure clunky. Go on. You have more insight in the swap than like I it. do. I don't like it. It's clunky and just <laughs> underwhelming from the amount of damage it puts out. Now, I have one built from when Purple Kyogre recommended it for Ferocious Cup way back in Season 2. I've never used it. I've got plenty of things I've built but never used <laughs> Like there, I, I have some weird things built. Like, <laughs> so funny story for uh, a tick community day. Right before it gets fairy wind, right, I go, you know, it would be kind of nice to have one with each hidden power. So I built Toga Ticks or Great League with each hidden power, and then it goes and gets fairy wind, and it's like, well, that investment was stupid. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had I had like fifteen of them built or something like that. I don't remember how many hidden powers are, but I built one for each hidden power, and then it's like, oh, well, now I'm, I just look stupid. I, I got some uh, flack for that from some of the dome guys. They're like, why the hell did you spend your stardust on that? I was in Milwaukee for Togetic Community today. I, we were, my buddy and I were playing at the, the, the I think it's called the third mm-hmm. ward, because that's where the, the 3D printer that I picked up was there. And we're like, well, community is about to start. Let's, uh, Nice. Let's go there. Thank you. I remember you asking in the server uh, if anybody knew any good spots to play. Yeah. And then I was like, I have no idea where any of these are, but, you know, if I end up there, I end up there. And then I went to a different part of Milwaukee for the freaking tournament. Yeah. Milwaukee big. A little bit. A little bit. All right. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's questions we still have. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of covered all of them. Because, like, even the last one I have mm-hmm. is, like, how centralized were the teams. But I kind of have a read on that where it's, like, big dude, you kind of let them do their thing. And if they need help, they'll come to you. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and then we help each other um, kind of find, like, recruits yeah, and stuff. Definitely. So um, It's a yeah, lot more you know, of a collaboration big... off-season between the captains figuring out what moves we want to make. Mm-hmm. Who fits better on what team that kind of stuff um but yeah during the season it's like you you guys do you if you have questions about a dispute let me know if you need me to set a lineup for whatever reason let me know i'm here if you need help with anything just let me know mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely helpful to like i think one time i needed to use like my first e-sub ever and it was like cycle four and i was like i don't know how to this so he helped me out so that was good yeah and then there was that one week where both of us had started filling out the e-sub form for cheesy and he finally got his freaking team in (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah we both did yeah like we hadn't heard from him it was like 645 and it's like oh crap oh and then boom it's in but he's really fun though he has a very fun personality and 
<laughs> yeah, he's awesome. And then I think on MJ did something on Twitter where he got like a coworker, I think, uh, to like look at the names of the. Yeah, I watched that video. And, and then Cheesy uh, got a good laugh. Uh, the 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 guests on MJ's video love Cheesy's name, and you know we all love his personality. And Cheesy's a fun guy. Yeah, some fun. Mm-hmm. And some fun battles to watch too. For sure. Oh, I do want to call but, out one more person um, from Thunderdome for all the help uh, that he does with running things because. I wouldn't be able to uh, handle all the tournament stuff and factions and everything without his help. Uh, Panda, Party Panda Poe. He's he's a huge help. Uh, lots of scrims and factions and reminding people when I forget and reminding me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and managing, like, he's he's one of our admins in Thunderdome and he does a lot for us. So wanted to give him a shout out for all the help that he provides and then all of the crazy movesets he recommends that I run. He, he, he accepts my rating. He was actually the one I talked to like, hey, like I think when we first started this podcast, I think I might have said this story before. I was like, hey, where can I post this uh, podcast that we're starting? I want more people to listen to it, but I don't see a place where the community can post or self-promote funny thing about that early the week before we just cleaned up the server and got rid of the uh content creation channel because i was looking at this i'm like man nobody has posted in this in years and i'm like okay it can go and i delete it then you ask hey where can i put i'm like son of a gun (laughs) (laughs) and i never so where can i post it it. (laughs) i never recreated (laughs) it but uh, yeah, I guess you can just throw it in general or whatever. <laughs> okay, good. Because I'm like, hey guys, you you have permission. If <laughs> if anybody complains, tell them to come talk to me. But uh, yeah, you have you have permission. You're friend of the server, so yay, Taco is friend. <laughs> Not rude. Yeah, it's who are you? <laughs> it's nice to meet like different people from different factions too, and kind of get to know each other because you know we're all people and stuff <laughs> I'm like outside of the game yeah. and so it's like well yeah you're not just someone like a friend on a phone game and all that yeah. you know so oh, it's really nice to get to know everyone well Migo when I was at Milwaukee um, after like I had just met or just finally found uh, Big Dude was and he's like hey have you picked up your team sheet yet and I'm like no where do I pick it up he's like oh over there so I like walked over and then, like, the entire time, I was hanging out with him, Ace, and... Trainer. Trainer, yes, and Trainer. And then, like, after I got up on stream, I was just, like, kind of bouncing back between them and Philo. And I was just like, I just met these people, but... Or I just met, finally met these people in real life, and golly, it's a lot of fun. And then they're like... Mm-hmm. And then they go, we have to leave early because reasons. And I go, hey, no worries. Yeah, I, will. I, I was disappointed we had to leave, but... You know. I will dilly dally. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, and it's like, man, it's been like over a year since like the faction journey started. So it's like, oh wow, and like in college and stuff, you know, you join all like the student orgs and whatever, and then to get like the community, and then that's what kind of like this is for me, and mm-hmm. it's been really great. It's like a 
super awesome out for sure. I'm not gonna lie, factions is the only reason why I still play this game. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I still shiny hunt. Yeah, I'm I'm still hardcore shiny hunter. Not many people know that. I nice. I still go really hard for shiny. I actually didn't. Yeah, like Dude, all shinies or shiny <laughs> PVP. All all shinies. I I want a living shiny decks completed. I go for costumes. I go for shadow shinies. I I do it all. So, you ever have some uh, rare costume shinies you're not interested in holding on to or stuff like that? Let oh, me know. <laughs> so if you my favorite costume. If you ever come to Peoria, Do sorry, I-, I was gonna say if you ever come to Peoria or the next regional that's nearby, I might meet up with you because I got some shiny costumes that I'm trying to offload. That's what I like. Like to hear. My, I see. I always I got the duskull. Oh, I'm jealous of that one. Yeah, that one's cool. And Dia de los Muertos. That one was fun because it was like a local park. I got, and it was super cool. They're I got lucky with that one. Almost they, done with it. They did a spotlight mm-hmm. hour for that one, right? I, I was yeah. able to get the whole line. So I'm really happy about that. Oh, nice. Yeah. I always hatch I was about- uh, Pichus oh, with the witch hat. Do you have a shiny one? I have too many. Too many shiny Pichus with the witch hat? Yes. I hatched like five of them since they came came out with why did you not tell me this in milwaukee i didn't know you were a shiny hunter oh man plus i was plus i had used my special traits to get a great league tapofini and failed okay that's fair oh i got lucky with that i got it on my like first local trade and i was like yes and that was super but before i forget jet asked you do you have a favorite shiny and i guess in, in your case it could be even be like what it took to get it right <laughs> uh favorite shiny in my account real quick because i have i have quite a few that are mm. i think i know i think i know which one so uh i have a shiny lapras the bow tie one um that i got so when my daughter was born my wife had covid like the week leading up and then she gave birth and then like the day after i got covid and i got kicked out of the hospital and so i'm i was like really bummed and um so on the way home i'm like and maybe i just hit one of these raids or something because not feeling good i want to get home but at the same time it's like ooh, costume shiny that looks pretty cool and uh so yeah on the way home from the hospital after getting kicked out because i had covid I managed to get one, ninety-eight uh, percent sh- uh, shiny with the bow, and so I maxed that thing, and best buddy did. It's a sign. And, and I spent two elite TMs on it because I wanted to give it mm. the legacy move set. <laughs> so yeah, I, I would say that one's my favorite one. Yeah, if you're right. gonna max it, it's got to have the right moves. There you go. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick it as my buddy for you. Shiny Landorus, and that one is really cool because like with the locals and all of that so it was nice to kind of it was a 15 15 14 so i was like oh this one is a max like instant yeah. max and that one was cool to get and it was a buddies of my favorite pokemon too so it was nice to like have that one and then nice yeah, for sure <laughs> yeah somehow that lapras gets over 3000 cp with the best buddy boost <laughs> i still it's- have yet to get a shiny lapras Hey, maybe we can work something out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exchange shortlets real quick and uh, just 
Oh, I don't have a witch hat Pichu. That's a Santa hat Pichu. Yeah. Okay, I still need that one, so, you know, we're still good. <laughs> <laughs> I have four shiny Pichus and one shiny hat and one Santa hat Pichu. It's the witch hat Pikachu that I have is shiny. And then the ghost I'm, Pikachu. Like the Mimikyu one? Yeah, the Mimikyu Pikachu. Gotcha. Um, and then the, the Maybo Pikachu. Yeah, you you have a couple that are on my list. And the so, Shaman uh, Pikachu. <laughs> Whoa, that one's not on my list. Oh, you have that one? <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, a lot of the more common ones recently I've been able to, since I went. So a lot of the costume shinies I need are early on. Uh, released ones because gotcha. I was free to play until I graduated college. So I wasn't able to grind those hard. But like all the newer stuff, I have been able to. So I've got a lot more of the newer uh, costume shinies, but the old ones, yeah, have been mostly trade. I do have one of the crown jewels of my collection is I was able to trade for shiny Ash Hat Pichu, which you... Or, yeah, the nice. Oh, the Pichu or the Pikachu? Oh, the Pikachu. Gotcha. Yeah, the Pichu one was released 2019, I think. And yeah, it was crazy rare. Yeah, those those hash ones are kind of ridiculous. Eggs, <laughs> and it has not. Tiny Larvesta win in a long time. I would love to hatch a so, second Larvesta. Oh, I just God. want one. That would be. I'd love to have one. <laughs> like, or a female Salanda. One. Those don't exist. I do have. I do have. Yeah, I don't have any. <laughs> I have. I think three, two, and one actually turned out decent for Great League. Got a four, eight, fifteen in a trade. So still have to build it, but they do exist. Projects are good. Yeah. I can always use more Flygon. Yeah? Yeah. I have a Great League built. I have an, I have three Great Leagues built, actually. I have an one Ultra League built. I'm still looking for that Hundo for the Masters. Mm. I <laughs> do not have a Hundo. I think the best I have is a 98, and it was a lucky. But yeah, I am very sad I don't have like a good Shadow Flygon for Great League. You don't need Shadow Flygon. It's perfect just as... I'll take your word for it. I'd like to still have one. It's okay, fair. One of those, you know, the shadow damage if you're running Dragon Tail on it is really nice. Yeah. Now, if you give it Shadow Claw, Ooh. Chef's Kiss. Oh my god. <laughs> Back to that. <laughs> I, I'd be. I here will for die it. on that on this hill. I'm here for it. Buff Flygon. You know, like you know the guy on Twitter. He says Catter Catter Cowboy Hat Caterby win. Yeah. Well, I am. Breaking swipe shadow claw flag on when. And I am counter chancy went just kidding. <laughs> oh please no. <laughs> now if you make seismic toss a good move, maybe. Yeah. I d I don't know if there are any moves I would like to see get put on Pokemon. I I don't usually think about that kind of stuff. I'm like, when I see it as far as like move updates, I'll build it. But I don't I I don't think far ahead like that. I still don't have a liquidation at Dugong. I have not built one of those yet either. Because elite TMs are harder to come by. I use all of them. and I've, yeah, that, I, could, that could be a decent uh, spot for us to, to end. Is just if there was any of the recent update that you guys 
yeah have mm. have adapted so I love that they distributed fairy wind more. I know you guys are going to hate me because I'm hyping up fairies in the Dragonair's Den. But um, yeah, so in Great League, I've been running a little spice and having some good success. I've been going Whizcash, Togetic. Togetic definitely uh, needed it. Clefable. Yes. That, and yeah, so I'm, I'm loving it. The double fairy wind users, ABB team, you know, screw your uh, Metacham Sableye core. <laughs> and. I was honestly surprised how tanky Togetic is. Like, it's bulky, and it's also fun <laughs> winning CMP on Noctowl when they think they're going to win CMP. Try it out. And I get off an Ancient Power, and they go bye-bye. And why, why would you do that to yourself? Resort still, but yeah, it's... it's. I'm actually running it without a nuke. I'm going um, Ancient Power Aerial Ace is a moveset I've been running on it. And it's been working, surprisingly. Because I need it for the Basti, Svic, and Medi team. Because I, I hard counter it with uh, the... I need the Aerial Ace on Togetic for the Shadow Victory Bell. Or else it can flip switch. I like that we actually got a move update. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. So, yes. <laughs> I had yeah. a good reason for not liking the move update. What was that? Oh, no. Okay, so my regional team looked very it's different from the one you saw. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Tell me about it. Jen, don't spoil it. <laughs> so originally for the, the regional tournament, I was going to bring Flygon with Earthquake as like my double steel answer because Registeel was going to be very prevalent. Lantern was going to be prevalent. And I had my, my core was going to be Flygon. Alola Ninetales for Metacham and Noctowl because, you know, mm-hmm. Flygon can't beat everything. So I was like, I was practicing, I was putting the work in and I was actually being really confident with my Flygon. And then the move update changed and I go, well, back to the drawing board. What spicy thing can I run that can still make somewhat of an impact and do well? <laughs> hey, Cradley! And, well... And then there was Jellicent, too, because I still needed a Metacham answer. And that was the team I ended up bringing to Milwaukee. And you kicked some tail with it. But I could have kicked tail with Flygon. I'm not saying I hated my performance there, but I am saying I wish I could have brought Flygon to a regional and showcased just how awesome it is. Yeah, that would have been fun to watch. <laughs> Maybe next time. That would have been cool. Yeah. But okay, I'm off my Flygon soapbox. <laughs> Migo, what's your favorite move update? Um... Gosh, I had a lot of time to think about it too. Uh, I like Alyssa Pods. But the, I, I don't have one, but it's because I didn't grind for it. But I think that's one I want. So it gives me a little bit of some motivation to go out and play next time it's in spawns because that's one I want. And I think in what field is it allowed in right now that's pretty good? Ragnar. Yeah, and that one's pretty good apparently. So, yes. Yeah, so I, I like that. And yeah, then A slash two on the east. You know, now that you mention it, I didn't think that Wimpod was out of the spawn pool right now. I don't think it's in spawns right now. If it is, then maybe I. <laughs> I just keep hashing. It might be. I don't know. I've got, I've got my Great League one built. I want. I yeah, I want the Ultra, Ultra League, League one, one yet, mostly, or even Master League. I don't. I don't play a ton yeah. of Ultra League. Master yeah, League, now that's spicy. Fun. Yeah, no, I, I had a lot of fun scrimming with it. Uh, week one of 
King of the Hill for my opponent banned it. <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting him to ban that one. I, I was totally expecting my uh, Trash Wormadam to get banned. So all the scrims I did before uh, bands locked were assuming Trash Worm was gone. And then whatever else was there. And I was feeling really good, really good. Galispod's going to kill him. And then he went and banned it. <laughs> And it didn't it didn't like yeah well it didn't look as great in the sims as it felt in practice and i was like oh i really hope they didn't practice a whole ton against it and then it got banned but he didn't ban my wormadam and my wormadam killed him so <laughs> yeah i was really hoping to use galispod though i might build that use that in my team comp this week we'll see i'm not using mew again because i had to burn an elite tm because i ran out of oh my god charge gms yeah, I Yet I, I burned through like 40 charge TMs and then I was like, well, shoot, I'm out and I'm not running. I don't even remember what it landed on, but it was something that did not work. So I didn't even end up using the move. I elite TM'd it too. So I'm a little ticked off about that. And Mew can ride the bench again. Well, alrighty then. So unfortunately, guys, as much as I would love for us to continue to have shenanigans and <laughs> talk more. We unfortunately do have to start wrapping it up, sadly. Uh, big dude, I'll go ahead and start with you. Where can people follow you? Do you have any shameless plugs to plug away? Uh, come join the Thunderdome, and you can find me. Uh, DMs are open on Discord. Let me know I don't have a dedicated Twitter or anything for uh, me personally, but Dome has a Twitter account. So follow Dome, join Dome. And you can get a hold of me. Making it sound like a religion there. I love it. <laughs> Follow Dome, join Dome. <laughs> Forfeit all worldly possessions dome is to the life. Dome. <laughs> I will definitely make sure to put a Discord link to the Thunderdome in the show notes at the end of this episode. Appreciate for you. it. Migo, what about you? Do you got any shameless plugs for us? Nope. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't use Twitter that much. And yeah, but I'm, DMs are always open as well. Um, so and then I guess follow them, join them. <laughs> I was forced to say that part. So yeah. you're you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> you were contractually obligated to say that. Yep. <laughs> Do the dome. So yeah, be the dome. So yeah, yeah. It was nice being a guest, and it'll be fun to keep in touch and stuff. It was such. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, it was us such on. a was pleasure great. to bring y'all on and. You know, we're not... What's the word I'm looking for? Our doors are always open. Of course, y'all are welcome to be in the server as well and take part in whatever shenanigans might happen soon after the end of King of the Hill and... What's the word? The worlds. Because that's still a thing, apparently. Oh. I forget. It exists sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have also have to plug away our patrons. Shout out to ZT Smith. Definitely awesome dude. We love your patronage. We have a Patreon if you want to support it. Link is in the show notes below. If you don't want to throw money at us to have us produce podcasts, just continue to, you know, give us a review. Follow us on Spotify and all the other socials will be pinned in the show notes down below. Music is by Zame. You can follow him on Twitter at Zameit and his YouTube channel, The Zame, with his 30 minute loops of video game music. Amazing video game composer. I think that covers everything that I know of. So, until next time, always remember, keep your dragon fangs sharp, Frostlass and the rest of the ice types are overrated, 
And until next time, we will see you all in our next episode. Have a good one.